Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode, a very special episode of Over Easy Today. My name is Manny. In case you are new here or welcome back, let's get started with a rosebud and thorn before we jump into anything. Today, let me think about... Mm -hmm. Let me just give you some context about what has happened in the last week because it has been quite busy. Today's Monday, December 13th, and I just had two finals due the last two days. On Saturday, I had my finance final, and that was so stressful. Um, It was worth 45% of my grade, so obviously going into it, I was very stressed out about how much it was worth, but I think it was okay. It was definitely very difficult, but I think in terms of an exam, it was very fair, and I think I studied as much as I could for it. And then I also had my philosophy final that was due on Sunday, but funny story is I thought that the... I thought that my final for philosophy was going to be just like the midterms, but longer. So that was just like a timed exam where you had to answer multiple choice questions and also write a few long answer questions. But it turns out that our final exam was two take home essays that were due on Sunday. And I didn't realize that until Wednesday before it was due and I was like oh crap like I need to start on this now because obviously they're just two essays I can spend as much time as I want on it I want to maximize the time that I have so that was a very stressful end of the week um but I'm really glad it's over I still have one more final it is next Tuesday on the 21st but I'm not too worried about it I think it'll be okay just given how I'm doing in my psych course so far it's for my psych 315 which is childhood and development childhood and adolescence I don't remember what the course is called but anyways I have one more final and then it is holiday time I don't have too many plans for the holidays yet but I'm very excited to have some time off anyways I also made a peppermint hot chocolate whoever I don't even know who bought a bunch of hot chocolate packets and they are now sitting in the kitchen and I've been having one like every day which is not great but this is like pepperminty hot chocolate today and I am so happy with that because my favorite holiday drink from Starbucks is the peppermint mocha, so this is like exactly it. But anyways, now let's actually get into my rosebud and thorn. My thorn is that today when I woke up, I think I woke up like in the middle of a dream and I can't really remember what the dream was now, but it was not a pleasant one. I don't think it wasn't like a nightmare, but it just like wasn't a great dream. And then I woke up in the middle of it. And I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but sometimes when I wake up, like my alarm goes off and I'm in the middle of a dream, like the rest of the day, I'm just so tired and groggy. And I've kind of felt that way today. It's been very stressful, not stressful, like tiring and like out of energy you know my rose is that um, my rose is that I only have one final left so it's been a lot less stressful in terms of studying and stuff like that that being said obviously I have a lot of content to go over I feel like all psych classes there's just so much content to go over with like the textbook and then also readings and then maybe some classes they have journals for assigned reading there's just so much to go over so that's not very fun but I'm happy that most of my finals are over it gives me peace of mind that um I'm like mostly done and also that I'm almost done fourth year I'm almost halfway done essentially um after I finish my second my last final I'll 
be done my first term of my last year. I only have one semester of school left, which truly blows my mind. And I cannot believe that I'm going to be graduating so soon. My bud is I am looking forward to all the special holiday things. This weekend, my dance studio is having a holiday party for just the little kids to come and have fun. We're going to do crafts and all that kind of stuff, and it'll be so wholesome. One of my favorite things to do, obviously. And then also, this year for Christmas, my boyfriend and I are going to cook my family dinner. And, oh, I should have made this my rose. I, I'm stupid. But... So to prep for us cooking dinner on Christmas Eve, my boyfriend and I have been practicing and yesterday we practiced making an apple pie from scratch. We didn't get like a pie crust. We made the dough for the pie crust and then we made the filling and all this stuff. We made it all from scratch and it was so yummy. There were definitely things that we can improve on, but it's good that we had a practice run and for Christmas and we're actually also going to make it a couple more times before Christmas we'll do it really nicely which is good but that was so delicious and I was so full last night when we were eating the pie but I'm really happy and looking forward to the holiday season although it is like very busy I feel like for the next few weeks up until Christmas I have so much going on and not just like school work and stuff but also just like personal life and work you know the holidays is just a really busy time so if you're feeling that way then uh, just make sure you take care of yourself and also take some breaks and that's definitely been a priority of mine these past few days. But yeah those are my check-ins for today. Today is going to be like a two-parter episode. This is going to be the first part and the next week, the last episode of 2021 will be the second part, but we're going to be doing a yearly reflection of the goals that I made at the beginning of the year and see how much I've come and what has happened because obviously when I made my intentions at the beginning of this year, I didn't really know what was going to happen and you know, it was just a very different time. So it's just, let's just see how it was. I'm really excited. I will say that I don't really set New Year's resolutions anymore. I used to do that when I was like little, but I've realized that goals are really unmotivating if they're pass fail. I think it's just important to keep in mind what you are working towards for this year and also that we're learning is like a gradual process, right? That you can't say like pass fail or else. I feel like that's just too harsh and doesn't credit all of the work that you put in to get better, even if you didn't reach your goal, if that makes sense. But anyways, I have my goals written in my Erin Condren here and we're going to go over it. So I actually remember doing a Let's Chat episode last year of when I set these goals and it's kind of weird how it came full circle and now I'm on my podcast talking about these goals again and then next week we're going to talk about my intentions for 2022 and what I am looking forward to next year. But yeah, it just feels like it's so full circle because like also I have a podcast now and before when I did this last year in my YouTube video, I was thinking about doing a podcast obviously because I loved my Let's Chat series so much, but I never ended up doing it then and now I have a podcast and it's just it's just a little wild to think about. Okay, let's get into it. My first category that I set goals for is called self. So Let me just read through what I wrote. Learn to find a sense of productivity outside of just mindlessly completing tasks and don't let moments be a transitory period. Let me reflect on it. Let me think about what I've done with this goal this year. I definitely would say 
this year I have gotten a much healthier relationship with myself in terms of working out, which we will talk about later, of course, and also just schoolwork and being a human in general. I used to have a lot of guilt when I would take breaks and go on TikTok and do whatever, but I've kind of learned that now these breaks are necessary for myself to function and I can't expect myself to constantly constantly be at a high. You need to have low points for it to for your high moments to even feel high. You know, cuz I think this is going to get really weirdly philosophical, but one of the reasons or at least one of the explanations that I've heard about why we feel sad is so that your happy moments feel even more happy. I know that bad things suck and a lot of bad things might happen in your life, but It's important to not let them drag you down and not let them defeat you because they are just there to show you that the small things that are really good in your life are not to be taken for granted. I think that's definitely happened to me. I've taken for granted a lot of things in my life before, but now that I've gotten a little older and, you know, adulthood kind of kicks you and gives you a reality check, I've noticed how important it is to keep a perspective on the small things in life that keep me going and that these bad moments are necessary to learn from and go from grow grow from oh my gosh I'm having a hard time talking I haven't really talked today pretty much um I was studying this morning and then I went grocery shopping by myself and then I made lunch by myself so I haven't really talked today so it feels kind of weird to talk so much you know but anyways I would definitely say my relationship with productivity and doing work in terms of school has gotten a lot healthier before especially last year because we had that online year of school I was really down on myself if I ever felt like I needed to take a break and it was obviously that like such a tough year for everyone that you had to take more breaks like you can't hold yourself to the same expectation as before the pandemic because we are in such a different time like this is like not even comparable to before covid so i've definitely taken that and i think i'm a lot more understanding with myself and i feel like i am a productive human being even if i'm not checking things off my to-do list or doing whatever Like even if I take a chill day to just read and exercise and do things that are simply just for me, I feel like I have accomplished something and I'm really proud of myself for that. The second part of it is don't let moments be a transitory period. So this kind of has to do with, I think, kind of the idea of taking things for granted. Sometimes we're so focused on our next goal, our next big achievement and whatever is coming next for us that we don't really take the current moment in full effect you don't really fully absorb everything that's in that moment and I used to be a big victim of that before I was always like okay on to the next assignment on to this on to that on to the whatever and I never really fully appreciated the moment that I was in and sometimes it can be really hard for me I'm I'm always a back and forth between a ruminator so thinking about the past and then also being a worry wart so worrying about the future so it's really hard for me to be in like the current moment that I am in but I think just keeping in mind again still one thing that has really helped is not being on my phone so much because being on your phone is like such a distraction from the current moment and I think such a such an excuse to get away with it um 
one like my boyfriend is always reminding me to not be on my phone so much like I don't have to check Instagram every second that I'm alone you know so that has definitely helped me a lot and also using my phone less this year has helped a lot with that and I think I'm really just take each day in like fully in myself and I feel so like part of myself like I feel like I'm genuinely the main character of my life now and I'm not just gliding by and flying through things and I think I'm really living life now so I'm really happy with that I think I still can improve in this and not worry too much about the future and be such a ruminator still but it's improvement you know it's improvement from last year and I can definitely tell that I've gotten better at it all right next one is my my next topic for my goals is school and the two goals that I have was to cut myself slack with online school and then find interest in other academic subjects oh actually so I made these goals in the middle of my online school year because 2020 to 2021 was an online school year fully for UBC um I'm I'm really surprised because my the semester following when I made these goals was probably actually one of my best semesters yet. I think I got like straight A's. I'm pretty sure maybe three A's and one B plus. I don't remember, but I did really well in that semester following and this semester I'm doing pretty well too. Maybe not as well as before, but honestly it's fine. And I think it The fact that I have built an identity that has so much more than just being a student now has helped me a lot with not valuing grades so much. One thing that I do a lot is I go on the UBC subreddit and I read a lot of posts about people who are discouraged about their grades or about the fact that, you know, they're stressed about their final and all this stuff. And I realize that I think a lot of people as a student fully encompass their identity as being a student and they don't have anything else going for them which can be really easy to fall into and because school takes up so much time of the week and of the day it is so easy to feel like your identity is just a student but it's important to remember that your identity is also your interests so for me it's like I prioritize fitness and exercise I am someone who loves that I also love being creative you know doing my bullet journaling and my planning and my journaling those kinds of things are really important to me so those are big parts of my identity that even if school disappeared which it will after April I still have at least some other parts of my identity that can keep me going I'm for sure don't get me wrong I'm gonna have an identity crisis after I graduate university I can see it coming already but I think that would be a lot worse if school was truly the only thing that I did but you know I also have a part-time job as a math tutor for the kids and a dance teacher and all this stuff so I feel like I have so much stuff that defines me and is really important to me other than school and I think it's a lot easier for myself to not think about my grades so much for me it's always been like a cost-benefit analysis kind of this is like me with a lot of things in life but for me it's always been like do I want to study until ungodly hours in the night just so I can earn potentially a percent more two percent more on my midterm and that cost benefit has never been worth it to me I always would prioritize going to sleep early doing my own interests and the things that I want to do you know even if I'm stressed out with finals I still want to record a podcast because this is something that's important to me and it's something that keeps me going so I think for a lot of people they have really hard troubles with 
balancing school and relationships and personal interests and all this kind of stuff in their life. But I think once you achieve a manageable balance, it is so much easier to cut yourself slack with school in general and be more understanding with yourself. I honestly usually don't even feel bad if I get bad grades now. Obviously, I know that I've tried my best and if that's the case, then what more can I do? It's not like I want to just hate on myself for no reason. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. The second one was find interest in other academic subjects, which I kind of did, I guess. I really branched out with my electives this year. You know, earlier this year, last semester, I took comp sci and I took creative writing. This semester, I took urban studies, which was an elective I've been meaning to take all undergrad degree. And also I took philosophy. And I think I've been genuinely really interested in broadening my academic experiences past psychology and commerce. I would even say my commerce minor has opened me up to so many things that I've never learned about before. As much as I complain about financial accounting and uh, marketing was fun, but like accounting and all this kind of stuff, I'm really glad that I did have the opportunity to at least dip my toe in these topics to learn about them. I think one thing that university offers that is just past your degree and stuff is the fact that you are allowed to explore so many different topics and the opportunity to do so. I mean, in high school, you are really limited depending on where you live and the curriculum that is there. So once you go to university, I feel like there is more, there are more resources and means to explore what you like. And I think I've done that. I really enjoy all the courses that I've taken, although tedious and I complain a lot. During the semester, looking back, I do really like the courses that I've taken and I'm glad that I branched out and took courses that I was interested in rather than just like grades that I know will boost my GPA up because I've never really been one to be a GPA booster kind of person. I've always been a person that believes in taking courses because you're genuinely interested in them because you're spending money on it. Like tuition is freaking expensive. Don't just do it for courses that you are just reading and regurgitating you know I really liked my urban studies course this year because I feel like it has given me so much perspective on not just learning about cities and the development of cities but also just in life in general one thing that I've taken away from the course probably the main thing that I've taken away is we watched a TED talk about a concept called spatially distant neighbors it was by ananya roy and if you want to watch it you definitely should it was so like eye-opening for me and basically the ted talk was about how in your own city we've segregated in such a way that the poverty that happens in your own city is on the same level as the poverty in a third world country People like society is just that way. Society's made that way now that like the rich and the wealthy are segregated from the people of low income housing and low income neighborhoods. And you kind of put them on the same level, even though they're so totally different. Like these people are like down the street from you. I used to work with a family that lived in the downtown east side and working with them really opened my eyes to how many stereotypes and assumptions that I made about these people, like all people living in the downtown east side, which is so wrong because obviously these people, they're all different and to make a big umbrella stereotype is so wrong to do that for them because you're missing out on so many details and characteristics of specific people and the lovely attributes of those neighborhoods as well. But I think that's also had to do a lot with my upbringing because I was 
in a private school for all of my life. And that private school is known to be elite and prestigious and in the expensive side of Vancouver. Like it makes sense that I was trained to think this way and trained to think that, you know, people in the downtown east side are not good or not worth whatever. Like that is such a bad thing to teach kids and is so breaking for our society. If we want to even think about making a society that is equitable and fair for all people, we have to start by dismantling these stereotypes and these assumptions that we make. We have to start by unifying our city and our neighborhood first before we think about international problems and all this kind of stuff like I think there's a lot of things that we could do and it has not even like everything to do with the city development but also with your upbringing and with your parents and all this kind of stuff that I think was just so mind-boggling for me that I was truly shook by it and I'm still shook by it to this day. So yeah, I've definitely been very interested in my academic subjects. I've loved learning and I'm really happy with all the courses that I took and Same for next semester. Next semester, I'm taking a little bit harder courses because of the way that I procrastinated my other commerce and psych courses, which is not fun. But I'm taking a creative writing course next semester as well. So I'm excited for that. Okay, next subject that we have from my goals is food. So my goals in this category were to learn more new recipes, cook more whenever I can, and also prioritize balance in meals. I have had a really good relationship with food this past year, especially the later half of the year when I started going to the gym again. But I talked about before about how my relationship with food has been kind of rocky ever since I was in my teenage years. But I would honestly say this past year, it's been a lot better. I have also cooked a lot more this year, which I'm really proud of myself for doing. You know, I started by only making frozen salmon fillets and heating them up in the toaster oven. But now I can cook like, real salmon, not frozen, Um, chicken, tofu, making sandwiches. Okay, sandwiches is pretty easy, but you know, I can genuinely cook and rotate my meals so that I can sustain myself and I'm not eating processed food all, all the time. And I'm really happy with myself for that. You know, thinking about it now, I've come so far, you know. I have a few staple recipes that I've been getting good at cooking and my technique has been getting better. And I think it just comes with practice. I haven't really been like intentionally trying to improve or anything like that, but just through more practice of cooking and doing more cooking in general, I've gotten a lot better with my food and also that has helped my relationship with my food. I think when you cook more, it helps your relationship with food because you know what's going into your body and you can control the portions that you have. So it's definitely gotten a lot better for me. I look forward to lunch every day and I also learn balance. Like I know that it's okay to eat some Kraft Dinner mac and cheese, which I did yesterday, or instant noodles, or maybe it's just something less healthy. If it comes in moderation, I think one thing that I've learned is not to label foods as good foods or bad foods. I I saw this on TikTok, on parenting TikTok, but it's really harmful to label these foods as good foods and bad foods for kids because it can create a lot of impulsive and binging tendencies. But if you teach them how to be intuitive with their food and learn how to make a balanced meal, then they're going to have a much healthier relationship with food. And I've been trying to do that with myself. I've been parenting myself with that. So yeah, I'm definitely very happy with 
my food goals. I think I've improved a lot and I don't feel guilty when I eat now, which is really important. And I feel a lot healthier in terms of what I'm putting into my body. And I'm just so happy with it. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize I actually improved a lot this year. All right. Next category is physical health. Um, So the goals that I have here are to be understanding with my body, celebrate being able to move, jump and stretch and less focus on the numbers. So at the beginning of the year, for the longest time, I was really discouraged because at the beginning of the year at the time, things were opening up and the gyms were open, but my mom didn't let me go just because of COVID and we live with my grandparents and stuff like that, which now that I look back on it, I totally understand. But at the time, I was really frustrated because I feel like going to the gym was something that really helped me with my physical health and it definitely has now that I started going back to the gym again in August. I can say that it has definitely helped out with my mental space and my physical body a lot more than working out at home did. But that being said, you can still work out at home. I know that there are a lot of people that don't exercise regularly and I think it's kind of intimidating to go from not doing anything at all to being a gym rat and exercising a lot all at once. So I think one of the best ways to ease into it is by doing home workouts. And now that COVID has happened, everyone has access to these things on YouTube and there are so many great workouts online. And for the longest time, I think the home workouts was necessary for me to realize how much I needed to enjoy genuinely working out and not just working out because I had to, if that makes sense. For a long time at the beginning of the year when I was still doing home workouts in my garage at home, I never felt motivated to do like the core workouts or the strength training. I really only liked doing the mad fit dance party workouts and I always felt bad about myself when I didn't want to do the strength training because I was like ugh, like my gains like work this doesn't count as working out like this dance stuff is kind of cheating but it's important to remember that to be able to maintain a habit like working out long term, you have to genuinely enjoy it. And it doesn't have to look like lifting weights or going to the gym or doing strength training each time. These past two weeks, I've actually been doing a lot more other workouts. Like I've been doing a lot more Pilates. I started my first Pilates class and I've been doing a lot more. I have one tonight, actually. I have a Pilates class tonight. And I've also been doing, you know, HIIT workouts and stuff like that. I haven't even been doing as much gym workouts anymore because the classes are just what I've been enjoying more. And I think that's what I've learned this year is that it's really important to genuinely enjoy and to do things because you like them. And that is like the only way that you'll be able to keep it long term. If not, I mean, it is possible. It'll just be a lot harder. I think personally that doing things for other people is really hard to sustain long term. If you are someone that is working out just because someone told you to, which you should never do, or just because you think that's right, 
and you don't actually like it, then it's never going to be something you'll be able to fully ingrain into your identity or be able to keep over the long term. I think it's, yeah, that that home workout phase of COVID, this is one thing that I'm thankful happened during COVID. Otherwise, I don't know, COVID was kind of bad. But one thing that I am thankful for that COVID happened or brought to me is that it brought to me my genuine enjoyment of working out and remembering why I work out again to genuinely have fun to do those dance party workouts and to like smile and sing along like it is so important and I think we lose track of that sometimes and you know are caught up in how much we can lift or how much we can run or how much whatever and let's just remember that these kinds of things is really important to come with genuine interest Let's focus on the numbers. I used to be so toxic to myself with my Apple Watch and with my weight in general. I actually haven't even weighed myself in the last, I think, like six months. So I don't even know how much I weigh right now, which is fine to me because it's about how I feel. It's not about the number that's on the scale. That number can be altered in so many ways. I mean, like, catch me after lunch and I'll probably be two pounds or five pounds or 10 pounds heavier than I normally would be if I just woke up and haven't eaten breakfast yet. But I have been prioritizing how I feel and also the way that I look and the way that I feel in my own skin a lot more than the the weight that I see on the scale or the amount of calories that I burn on my Apple Watch. It is really fun to close all your rings and I have been doing that a lot because I have been genuinely really enjoying working out and going to class and doing all these fitness classes. But if those kinds of things don't work for you and make it less fun, then just do it for the enjoyment. You don't have to have a smartwatch tracking all your steps and whatever. You can just have fun. I think that's also so important. Genuinely, this this topic of physical health, I think the biggest thing that I've learned this year is that physical health, the most important thing is that I should be enjoying it. And it's not meant for me to suffer through and I'm not punishing myself when I exercise. Instead, it should be the opposite. It is the time that I get to have fun with myself and I get to enjoy my body and take advantage of the fact that I am so young and healthy still. She went off on that one. <laughs> So the next category that I have for my 2021 goals was work. And the one thing that I wrote here is continuously challenge myself to improve in my jobs. Notice how I said jobs? This year, I think my work kind of took a big flip-flop. And the main things that I learned this year are a couple things, actually. First of all, I learned how to quit a job, which I think was such an empowering experience for me. I used to be a behavioral interventionist, in case you didn't know, which basically I worked with two little kiddos with autism spectrum disorder, and I worked with them on a multitude of things like feeding them, uh, knowledge questions, vocabulary, all this kind of stuff. And I didn't enjoy the job, to say the least. I... There's a video on it on my channel if you're interested in the specific details why, but all in all, I would just say that I was not rewarded for my efforts enough and also I didn't really agree with the style of teaching fully. I felt like it wasn't really an effective way of teaching, so I didn't really want to do that anymore and I learned how to quit a job, which was definitely very challenging for me. I had lots of anxiety about it and I definitely had a few counseling sessions on it. But I ended up doing it and I feel like that was truly one time that I can say that I stood up for myself and I 
stood up for what I thought was right for my life. And I also remember that this is my life. And if I don't enjoy something, I don't have to do it. Sometimes we get caught up in a lot of exterior things like doing school and make sure we're doing well and all this stuff. But genuinely, you have to remember that this is your life and you can do what you want with it. If something is not tickling your fancy, if something doesn't float your boat, you don't have to do it. And that took me a long time to realize. And when I finally quit, I was really liberated and I felt like I had so much mental space back and if you don't know I essentially quit so that I could spend more time working on YouTube and having some more personal projects of my own and not having to work for other people so much especially because I have the ability now and I would definitely say like it came out of it great Um, now I have a podcast and I feel like I've grown so much with my content and that wouldn't have been possible had I not stood up for myself and stood up for what I wanted in my life and quit my job. Anyways, the other big thing that I learned this year is how to ask for a raise. (laughs) So my other job that I have is my part-time math tutoring job and I finally asked for a raise myself this year and it gave me so much anxiety as well. I remember sending that email which People say you should speak in person, but in my circumstances, sending an email was a little bit better. When I sent that email, I was shaking the whole time. When I was typing it out, when I was sending it to my friend to proofread and all this stuff, I was shaking, I could not breathe, and I was so nervous. But I think one thing that I learned is that truly the worst thing that they could have said was no. I have grown a lot in my jobs and if you feel like you are not being valued in a situation whether it be work a friendship a relationship it can be anything if you feel like you are not being valued you need to be able to ask for what you truly deserve and i took me a long time to get to this point okay so don't think that i've been preaching this since the day i was born because i really only learned it this year at my workplace i felt like i had a constant battle with myself. I felt like I didn't know if I was being paid fairly because I did get paid more than other people and that was that came with some more responsibilities and some higher expectations, but I also felt like I had been cons- consistently exceeding expectations and doing things that are outside of my job description. And really again, the only thing that they like my boss could have said was no and I could have asked again next year. But the fact that I th- fought for my value and I stood up for what I thought I deserved really empowered me as well and I think there's a lot of you know in the current workforce there's a lot of problems with inequitable pay and in in, in, I can't speak inequitable pay and unequal pay in the workforce in terms of women versus men and I think one thing that women need to be able to do and girls should be empowered to do is to stand up for their value and fight for what they think they deserve because if you don't believe in yourself first who will truly that is something you'll learn as you get to be an adult is a lot of things if you don't fight for yourself who is going to fight for you which sounds kind of sad but it is Like people are so caught up in their own life that they kind of forget to care about other people's 
lives too sometimes. But anyways, learning how to ask for a raise and engaging in that professional situation has taught me a lot that I'd, I'd never be able to learn in like planning class in high school, career education or whatever. And I think I think I've grown a lot because of it. I think I've grown a lot and I've learned my place in the place that I work and I've learned my place in the workforce and everything. And I think it'll be really interesting to say the least. And I think this experience has helped me grow a lot. Okay, on to the next category, which is books. My goal was to read a book per month. This was my only like numerical goal, I would say. And I definitely surpassed that. I didn't really end up keeping count of how many books I read but I can definitely say it was upwards of 20 probably 20 to 30 books which is a lot more for me um, I would say before 2021 I never read books regularly I only got into books recently and I was really happy about that so I will give you a few of my favorite books from this year first off is the book that I am currently reading let me show you It is called Your Turn by Julie Lithcott, Lithcott Hames. So I will be honest, my favorite genres are fiction or self-help adulting books. And sometimes adulting books can be hit or miss, like adult psychology books. They can be hit or miss because sometimes they're just really boring and so above your grade level that you don't really understand what's going on. But this book that I'm reading right now called Your Turn is so good. It is the... The writing is so casual and easy for a millennial or a Gen Z to read. And I think that the the lessons that they she teaches you is just so unique and not the same as every other parenting or adult, not parenting, I don't read parenting books, adult book that I've read. So I really, really like it. And I feel like every page that I read, I'm learning something new. It's been such a good read so far, and I hope to finish it before the year ends. I definitely will. I've been reading a little less because of finals, but hopefully I can get back into it over Christmas break. My other few favorite books, let me think about this. I'm looking at what is on my shelf. Some other highlights of the year, I read It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, which went viral on TikTok. It is definitely a little more adult themed, but it was so good. It was such a good book. I read a lot of James Patterson, and one that I can see on my shelf right now is The Red Book. I also read The Noise recently, by James Patterson. The noise was okay, but the red book was definitely really good. I love James Patterson books because of how fast-paced they are and just how interesting I think the concepts are. I feel like his mystery concepts are a little different than typical mystery books and they have a lot of plot twists. So really, really like those. One other one was One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. I also think this was viral on TikTok or no, I read it from Ava Jules's book recommendation video and I loved it. It was so good. I'm going to go look at my shelf briefly to see what other books I have on there that I liked. Two other books that I will recommend are Evicted by Matthew Desmond. This is a non-fiction book that follows, I believe, six families in poverty in the United States and it goes over just some scenes from their life and I thought this book was so touching because although it did hit hard about the poverty and how unfair the American society and housing crisis is, it also went through a lot of details that detail their life that you feel like you wouldn't think about when you think about someone living in poverty. As someone who doesn't live in poverty, which I'm very grateful for, I 
can't imagine a lot of the details that those people go through and it's really hard for me to fully picture it but that book really gave me an interesting perspective into their life and their situation last book that i'm going to recommend is also a james patterson book it was written by james patterson and bill clinton and came out this summer is called the president's daughter it was a very good mystery book about a it wasn't about a real story um it was about a president's daughter that goes missing and it was so it was very thrilling. I remember that book was very thrilling. But yeah, if you want some recommendations, there they are. I wish I kept like a full book list of what I read this year. I do keep it in my bullet journal now, but before I didn't. But anyways, let us continue. Just three more categories to go. My next category is YouTube. It says, continue making videos I am passionate about and proud of and challenge myself to be more creative and engaging with my content. I've had a lot of mixed relationships and mi mixed feelings about my content because for the longest time, I th thought that I had to do what everyone else did because that's what get gets views and that's what gets followers but genuinely I think I'm at a point where I don't really care about my subscriber count or my view count and I just make content because I like to my podcast has truly been one of my hobbies that I have fallen in love with this year and I appreciate so much I think that had I followed my original plan and I was like, oh, I, I want to wait until I'm a famous YouTuber to make a podcast because then people will listen. I think I would have had a lot of inner regret because I would have been like, oh, but what if I started earlier? But what if I started my podcast on my own? And I'm really happy that I did end up doing it on my own because this has been such a rewarding experience and the feedback that I receive is more than amazing. I'm Thank you if you listen every week or if you just listen to one episode, like truly it warms my heart so much. And I'm so thankful to people who are constantly listening and telling me about how, if they enjoyed the episode and what I talked about that week and if it resonated with them. It does really mean a lot. And I think you don't really truly understand that as until you're a content creator. Like I think before when I watched YouTube and I saw, you know, people were like, oh, it's so meaningful when people say something resonated with them. Like I didn't really understand. But now that I'm on the other end of that and I make videos and I make podcast episodes, I truly do appreciate when I receive nice feedback. And it really does warm my heart because I'm just being my most vulnerable self here and to know that people enjoy and like what I talk about makes me happier than can be, honestly. But anyways, I think I went through a big YouTube rut. I would say I'm always still, I, I'm still debating with myself about, you know, vlogging and all this kind of stuff that I don't know if people are interested or whatever. But I also remember that the reason why I started YouTube in the first place is to have these little memories for myself to watch back on in the future. And whether that be that I'm by myself the whole vlog and I'm just showing what I did that day and it was an alone day. I don't really mind because it gives me a good snapshot into what my headspace was like at the time and who I was in general because I'm sure if I come back a week from now, a year from now, like 10 years from now, I'm going to be such a different person that having this version of myself uploaded onto the internet for you guys to hear but also for myself to reflect on is going to be such a cool experience, I think. 
So I am, of course, going to keep making YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. I really do want to spend more time on it after I graduate. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm very excited with how this year progressed. I mean, I hit 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, which was wild. I didn't even think I would hit 1,000 last year. So to hit 2,000 means a lot. And I can't believe people are still supporting me and like, what the heck? It makes me so shocked to see that number every time. All right, on to our next category, which is relationship. The goals that I have were to surround myself with caring and supportive friends, keep learning how to be a considerate partner, and be a better communicator. So when my boyfriend and I started dating, I think one of the biggest things that I had trouble with was being a communicator because I expected him to read my mind. I mean, what kind of boyfriend doesn't? I'm kidding. But I really did expect him to read my mind or read my little petty actions as something that like as a sign that he needs to fix something, which is so not healthy. If you think you deserve better, like I've been talking about this whole episode, if you think you deserve to be valued more or if you think just something isn't working out, it is on you to communicate that to the applicable person, whether it is to yourself, to your partner, to your friends, whatever it is. It is on you because your partner, your your partner, your problems are your own and if you're going to leave them and not do anything about it, well, who is there really to blame except yourself? But anyways, we've definitely gotten a lot better at communicating. That was a big thing that we had a problem with before. But I would say I'm still learning how to be a better partner. And we're definitely a lot better and we're a lot stronger. And we did fight a lot this year. Maybe not a lot, but we had m multiple a number of fights throughout the year and some of them were bigger than others and I think I've really taken those in and learned how to be a better partner from them and because of that now my relationship is so much better than it was when it started which I'm really happy about because now my boyfriend and I have such a supportive relationship and we are able to be vulnerable with each other and we are able to support each other and be there and know what they need even if they don't say it it's just such a rewarding experience to see that the little relationship that you have worked on with your partner and gradually improved more and more is really being good now, is really blossoming now, I could say. I don't really know the words. I can't even explain. It's just really rewarding to see, you know? But that being said, continually forever until I die, I will still keep learning how to be a better partner. And there are still some tendencies that I have that are not the greatest and are probably not the healthiest that I need to learn how to get rid of and break. So those kinds of things I will keep working on for sure. The first one that I had about my friends supporting myself or surrounding myself, sorry, I think one thing that I have done this year is I have gotten rid of my reliance on friends, which is good and that sounds bad at first but what I mean is that before I think I would rely on having any sort of friend to just make sure that I didn't look like a loner when I was on campus or whatever I was so psyched out about being seen alone on campus I don't know why but I have realized that those relationships were not truly meant for me and I've learned and grown away from them 
And I have also learned that being alone is not bad. And sometimes being alone can be better than being surrounded by fake friends, which is a hard pill to swallow because, you know, oh, I want to be so nice to everyone. You know, they didn't really do anything bad to me. You know, they're just trying to get Starbucks with me or whatever. But truly, if a relationship doesn't bring you up, you don't need to have it in your life. And it is okay. You don't have to justify that to other people. You don't have to say why. You don't have to say sorry, but there are no, there's no excuses. You don't need to. It's, it's truly like sometimes your needs, your values, your wants don't need to be justified. You can just say no. You can just say yes and no explanation needed. So I think I've done a really good job with not feeling bad about social relationships and stuff like that, which was definitely something that I struggled with before. Okay, I'm going to go on to my last category of goals, which was hobbies. Try the things I've always wanted to, such as embroidery, pottery, tennis, badminton. I don't think I did a ton new stuff this year. I definitely did pottery and I've also tried so many new things in terms of exercise classes, which I'm really happy about because I found so many new things that I like. But this is also something I still want to be challenging myself with. I don't want to stay complacent with the situation that I'm in. And that sounds really deep, but I think there's just so many things that you could do in this life that we don't always get to try as humans and we don't always have the opportunity to. I mean, I've been dancing ever since I was four and had I not gone on my own volition to go to the gym and try out the new classes, I would have been doing the same type of exercise for my whole life and I never would have found the things that I love now. So I will keep doing this next year and next episode, my last episode of 2021, which is crazy to think about. My next episode, I will be talking about what goals I am setting for 2022 and the intentions that I am setting and what I am looking forward to because 2022 is going to be a crazy year. I'm turning 22. I'm graduating university. I don't really know what's happening after that. So we'll see what happens and it'll be a crazy year. And I'm really happy and glad if you come along for the ride with me, whether that be through my YouTube channel or my podcast or just a human in my life in general. I feel like with everyone that I've met, they have imprinted me positively or negatively somehow and I've learned from them and it is so inspiring to meet people. So I'm really happy with how this year went. Although, you know, there there were bad moments, there were good moments, there were all types of moments. That is okay and we learn through them and we grow through them. But anyways, that is going to be it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you next week for the last episode of 2021. Oh my God, that is wild to say. I will see you soon. Bye.